This how it feels to rise from the ashes I had to free myself again This is how it feels to rise from the ashes I had to be myself again Yeah, cause I was out here lost Out here losing, cuts and bruises I was into it all Yeah, yeah, what's up, what's up, it's your boy King Leo, and this is a Voice of a Generation podcast, man, it is an honor and a blessing to be back doing what I love, and that is motivating, encouraging, and uplifting the listeners. Um, I thank God that even though, you know, I've been away for a minute, that I found myself back into this place, you know, and um, I'm just grateful for the inspiration to be back and doing what I am doing right now, so all glory goes to God, but today I want to talk on the topic of enough of me. Now, a very important lesson that I learned growing up was to never put too much of yourself into something or into someone. I can remember even when I was like dating, my mom would always tell me never put all your eggs into one basket. Now, it's not that she was telling me to play the field or to be a player or anything like that, but she was just warning me that it's never a good thing to invest so much of yourself into someone that you completely lose who you are once the relationship is no longer there. Now, it wasn't until like I got older that I fully understood what she meant, you know, by this. And for me, my biggest thing wasn't that I always put myself so much into a relationship or I put so much of myself into a relationship. It was that I put a lot of trust and faith in people and especially family, you know, and it never really boded well for me. You know what I mean? Because the Bible, first of all, it tells us to never put too much. It tells us to not at all to put trust in the flesh because you know man is capable of letting you down be a man woman boy girl even yourself and this is why it encourages us to put our trust in Christ Jesus but um I was in this place where I was putting trust and faith into people and so I can um even recall like banking so much into my jobs that I had that even when things would happen on the job or if I was like personally affected by something on the job I would completely lose myself because my identity was so wrapped up in people, places, and things. So the overall goal of this message that I really want us to get as I go through this is for us to learn how not to lose ourselves by giving so much of ourselves to things or to people that had nothing to do with the makeup of our identity in the first place. So this brings me to my first question. And my first question is, how do you know if you're in too deep? Um, A lot of times, you know, we tell ourselves um, things like, I can't live without this, that, or them. Now, the thing that we have done at this point is we have completely given away our power and our identity by saying something like this. Because it, first of all, it lets us know that we're not living for self, but that we're living for everything and everyone else. So when you make a statement like, I can't live without this, or I can't live without her or him or them or they, then you completely just, you lost yourself and you've given up everything that is your makeup. You've given up your power. You've given up, as I stated, your identity. We, you know, we, we, we give up our voice, our value and our worth. We're no longer in control, but instead we are being controlled by what we have allowed ourselves to believe that we can't live or be without. The truth is this, and I always say this, that if you just allow yourself to keep living, beyond this situation or this circumstance, you'll see that you can do exactly what you deemed as impossible. And I found out a lot of times we say things like this to try to manipulate 
either ourselves, you know, to believing that the situation is worth staying in and fighting for, or we try to manipulate other people into staying into a situation or staying in a situation that we know that they want to escape. So we'll use sayings like I can't live without you or my life is nothing without you. But like I said, if you just keep living beyond this, this experience, this, 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 uh, this temporary pain or hurt or whatever you, you know, identify it as you will see that when you thought you couldn't do it, it was very possible and you are doing it. Why? Because you are allowing yourself to continue to live. Another way of knowing if you are in too deep is that we begin to live our lives according to the voice and the opinions of others. And I know this far too well. Our emotions are moved in a negative way by what we have or what we don't have. We become dependent upon someone else to make us feel important or as if we matter. We let material things dictate our happiness or contentment. We let people either talk us out of out of or even by us um, out of our truth and how we feel about them or the current situation that we find ourselves in. But it's important for us to realize that no matter if we have it all or not, or rather we have it all together or not, that we are still valuable and we are still important. We are still worthy of love and happiness and that we are not a lost cause. Just because something may fall apart doesn't mean that you have to necessarily lose yourself. Keep going, keep living, and something greater will find its way to you if you allow yourself to be open enough to receive it rather than allowing yourself to fall apart and to lose all that you are and what was never meant to be for you in the first place. Now, my second question is, how do you know how much of you is left? Like, how do you know how much you have held back for yourself that once you are no longer in this relationship or situation or friendship or on this job, how much of yourself do you have left to lean on? Now, one of the first things we should do in a situation like this is always take a step back and evaluate ourselves. And it, this goes as far as um, asking ourselves, basically, like, am I in control of my decisions, my actions, my feelings, my wants, my needs and my desires? Am I in control of these things or are these things being controlled, as I stated earlier, by something or someone else? If your answer isn't completely 100 percent, yes, then it's possible that you're too invested and you're not living for you, but you're living for it or them. A lot of times we find ourselves doing things not out of sincerity, not because we genuinely want to do them and not because it's something we really want to do, but we do it out of fear of losing what we have. And this is where I talked about when the manipulation comes in or where we try to play on people's emotions or feelings and try to make them feel bad about the decision that they have to move on and to move forward. And we make uh, we make changes or adjustments, but not, you know, ones that benefit us. Sometimes the, the the adjustments or the changes that we're making in our lives is not to necessarily, you know, uh, benefit us. It's not that we do this thinking about ourselves. We do this because we try to adjust for someone else. You know, we try to adjust that, well, maybe if I do this, then maybe they'll change their mind or maybe they'll stay or maybe it'll get better. So a lot of times that we're not making these changes because we genuinely want to change and be better. It's because at the end of the day, I'm looking to try to convince you to stay. So we begin to do what we feel will 
please others or make others love us or want to stick around and be there for us. But instead of learning how to do these things for ourselves, we become less independent and more codependent, meaning that we are so dependent upon somebody else that we don't know how to have that sense of self you know, independence or identity of of knowing that we can rely on ourselves for the things that we think we need everybody else for. You know, I look at my life and sometimes, you know, the lives of others and I look at how we constantly, you know, sell ourselves short and how we consistently settle for the short end of the stick. As they would say, I look at how we diminish our vision just to see someone else's vision come to life how we push ourselves to the side so that we can put someone else first. And I'm not saying that it's not a good thing to support other people, but all I'm saying is that at the end of the day, just make sure that the cost isn't you supporting yourself less. And I have done this a lot of times, you know, in my life, you know, where I have put myself on a back burner, you know what I mean? Because I was more concerned about helping somebody else become, you know, their best version of themselves. And and, and I felt, you know, I felt to... Uh, work on myself or I neglected myself, you know, and what I needed and, you know, areas I needed to grow and change and, and I failed to support myself. You know what I mean? But make sure the cost isn't you always overlooking yourself just so you can prove to someone else that you care. And a lot of us, we do that. We stop the self-care, the self-love and and the self, uh, you know, growth because we we're so focused on somebody else and, and, and their needs and their wants, you know what I mean? And trying to prove ourselves, you know, to people so much that we say, you know what, I don't even matter, or I'm just not going to, you know, honor how I feel. I'm not going to honor what I need, you know, in this moment, even though I need some things from you the same way you're requesting or you're, 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 you're asking for things from me. I need the same things from you, if not more, you know what I mean? But what we do is we neglect that. And we just say, you know what, it's more important that I change and that I get healed for you rather for you to get changed and healed for me. So make sure it's not, you know, uh, uh, it's a fair exchange, no robbery type of deal. So if I'm going to take time to work on myself so that I can better our relationship or what it is that we have, then I'm going to need you to do the same thing so that we're both, you know, feeling that we are important and that we matter in this thing and that this is not just a one sided thing. And my third question is, how do you regain control of me? How do you regain control of self? Now, the best advice I can give someone currently in this situation is to begin to pull back. Simple as that. Pull back, because sometimes in order to see yourself, you have to not be distracted by someone else or you not you have to have your vision and your sight so clear that it's not so focused on someone else that you can begin to see yourself and focus on yourself. And so allow yourself to reconnect with your freedom. Stop making yourself feel guilty about doing things that you know in your heart of hearts you want to do. Let yourself Know that it's okay to see you for once, as I just stated. Don't let hate or dislike consume you as you disconnect from whatever it is that has control over you, but forgive and depart in love. And I remember my mom will always tell me, we we think that every exit has to be this big commotion and this 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 big old just bang and this this go out on a on a on a negative note. And it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes you have to simply just go in peace. Sometimes you just have to simply depart in love, depart in forgiveness, because I'm telling you, if you depart in anger and bitterness and, and negativity and darkness, guess what? That's what's going to meet you 
in the next stage of your life. But if you depart in peace, depart in love, and you know that I'm not doing this so that I can hurt you, but I'm doing this because this is something I need to do for myself, then at the end of the day, you're going to find yourself in a place to where life is is, is bringing you, you know, uh, things that 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 heals you and that makes you better and that brings you peace and that brings you joy and that brings you you know a sense of light and 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 positivity and this is what you're going to find you know as you go along your journey you know and everything that you once looked for and called upon someone else for to do you need to begin to do that for yourself the same way you once lived for everything and everyone else begin to live for yourself in the exact same way This means doing what makes you happy, what makes you smile, what makes you feel good and what brings endless amount of joy to your soul, to your spirit and to your everyday life. It is time to see you. I know it's never as easy as it may seem, but one thing I know for sure that is that it is very, very possible. So as you go forward in the process of regaining you, make a promise to yourself that you will no longer rob yourself of a great experience or experiences or adventures that life has to offer you. Promise yourself that you will honor how you feel, whether it's good or bad, whether it's a happy thought or it's a it's a it's a sad thought. Honor your feelings, honor your emotions. And as you go on and find yourself in new relationships or opportunities, make sure that you hold on to enough of self so that when things don't go as you have planned, because we all have our plan, but God has a greater plan, that you're not completely twisted, tangled, and tied up in someone else, but you have enough of you to fall back on, meaning again, enough self-love, worth, and value to know that you are enough. So I pray, you know, in listening to this, that something was said that will encourage you to keep going and to keep trust in God and all that you do. And again, never put too much of yourself into something or someone that when it's over, you lose yourself. This is uh, a voice of a generation podcast. I am your host, King Leo, and I thank y'all for rocking with me. I'm out. Oh, oh, oh.